Path of Night is an actual play Vampire the Masquerade podcast set in the world of darkness. We're all friends, we're here to have fun, but our story can include graphic violence, drug use, sexual content, and other mature themes. Content warnings can be found in the show notes. We talk at our table about safety, comfort, and consent, both as players and storytellers. We know what to expect, we're all excited to be here, and we want you to feel the same. So listener discretion is advised. Now, let's walk the path of night. Last time on Path of Night. The Coterie discussed Neil's visions, the need to return to Hell House, and plans to fight the Sabbat. Johnny managed to convince the hesitant Britta to attend the rave. The Bruja gave the group a rundown on who to expect and how to behave at the upcoming gathering. The following night, the Coterie arrived with their dates. Miles with Amaya, Gwyn with Weathers, Neil with Jane, and Britta with Johnny. One at a time, the group of you are invited over to the VIP section. Ghouls and service to Bruja keep an eye on it but it's got like a nice casual feel. The music isn't so loud that you can't hear each other, but you can still kind of feel the thump and pulse of the bass in a way that makes it feel like you're still part of the party that's going on. When you get up there, there are some blood dolls that are present, and as you pass by, they each kind of make a small pass at you, hoping that you'll give them a bit of the ecstasy of the kiss. But eventually, you arrive to the couches. And the couches offer a view over the throng of mortals and kindred intermingling on the dance floor and listening to the music. As the man of the hour, Johnny, this space is largely yours. Anyone you want is here, anyone you don't want is not. Johnny, uh, paces around the area a little bit. Surveys out across the, uh crowd and just starts to kind of clock all of the arrivals to the rave. What kind of turnout are we looking at here? Turnout's looking pretty heavy, and there's a number of Bruja that have arrived from some of the surrounding towns, some of the kindred of over in Rhode Island, Providence. You have kindred from Hartford, Boston. It's, uh, it's a bit of a turnout. It's pretty good. Seeing the collection of Bruja, Johnny kind of nods stands up on the balcony of this little VIP area, pops a morally into his mouth, lights up, takes a long drag, and then it kind of turns back, leaning against the balcony to review the other other uh, guests in the VIP area. Who would you have selected besides the Coterie? Dates of the Coterie? Absolutely. There's obviously prominent Bruja from the Domain. Amaya, the Baron, the former Sheriff Weathers, Jane whose position, I think, within the city is a little bit questionable. It seems like she may have even gone anarch at this point. Obviously, um, there is uh, there has been provision made for other prominent Bruja to be able to come to the VIP area without any problem. Bruja like Roman Pendragon, if he decides to show up. Bruja of status from 
the other nearby domains, Hartford, Providence, Boston. What do you think so far, kid? I think if... I mean, it almost... It would be a lot of fun if I weren't still kind of scared. Yeah, that's part of what makes it fun. Lean into that. What do you want the play to be, Johnny? The play? Mm. Have a good time. Make everyone else feel like they're having a good time. These things can get out of hand real quick. My main job here is to keep the peace. If we can have even just a couple conversations towards this whole bullshit in the Northeast, trying to stop the crusade, this thing will be a rip-roaring success. But if uh, Bruja do like they do, and this thing breaks out into a riot before we even get a chance to talk to anybody, well, let's, uh, let's try not to think about that scenario. I think the best that I can do is go out and dance with people. If anyone gives you a hard time, you're just giving me a little wave from down there, right? Well, like I said, I was thinking of pulling you down there with me for a bit. Do you want to be the first dance? <laughs> I don't really dance. That was part of the agreement for me coming. Actually true. She, yeah, that's fair. Neil kind of pipes up in the wall and then like leans back into the wall. Johnny points a finger at you and opens his <laughs> mouth like he's going to say something and then kind of just shuts his mouth. Thanks, Neil. Just keep let me, all honest. Let me finish this morally and then we'll go, we'll go have a dance. All right. Friendly conversations. We're looking to cultivate allies here. Um, ultimately, we want to see if we can at least gain the support of some locals to form a few strike teams. I don't know if there's any coteries as powerful as ours, but there's certainly some people who have allies that can form small groups that can be as, as effective as we are. I'm hoping that at least the Anarchs can provide. I'm hoping that at least some of the princes that have come up from the uh, East Coast might be able to provide a couple of uh, groups. I don't know if there's any uh, locals we can help out with that too. but Make friends... Establish goodwill, get rapport. Yeah, exactly. Goes a long way. Speaking of which, you guys seen any of the uh, non-Bruja in the area? I, I've been so shoegazed that I haven't really looked. I haven't, I haven't noticed anyone, specifically. I can look, but I, I don't. Miles, maybe you take a look out to see if you see any other princes who've maybe uh, got an invite here. I can take a look. Most of the time, I just have people approach me, though. Uh, not, not here as, as um, much. Well, I mean, are, how have people been treating you here, Miles? No, oh, they've been, you know, generally just making fun of me in a semi-good-natured way. Didn't I hear people chanting, fuck the prince? Yeah, I believe so. Just tell them that they couldn't handle it. It was a large crowd. I don't think I could have been heard. Well, not with that attitude. It's it's fine. It doesn't Actually, bother Wynn, me. I feel it. He looks at Wynn like, yeah, I, I, uh, I, think, I think it's not a bad response if you get a little bit more individualistically. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Do try to keep things good-natured. Yeah, I feel like the crowd here is uh, at a good pace right now, but things could start to get a little bit out of hand if, we are, uh, if we're not careful. Speaking of good-natured and keeping things good-natured, you said this was a, uh, a big, sometimes cross-the-sex uh, thing. What happens if our um, other people show up? We'll have to play that by ear, won't we? Well, I was asking for some pointers now. Try to keep the peace. <laughs> Even... Okay. 
Britta tries to peek out at the crowd and see if she can spot any big names either way. Wynne has kind of been hanging by the curtain, like, yeah, I, I realize it's important that we have a game plan, but I there's a lot of music playing. It sounds like a lot of fun, and I really want to go dance, but she's waiting patiently. <laughs> but she peeks out the curtain to kind of see if there's any familiar faces from across party lines. Define across party lines. Known to be Anarch or Sabat. Give me a perception alertness difficulty nine. Does this count as a detail? Uh, no. Two successes. Two successes. Now, next, I need you to make a willpower roll at difficulty each of you. Can we spend for it? Yes. One success. Two successes. Okay. So you two spot something. Uh, The vast majority of people who are enjoying their time don't notice a thing. But shouldering their way through the crowd, dressed in all black, all tack gear, with skeletal maws depicted on face masks that are covering their mouths, is a crew of kindred, four of them in all, and it seems as though the every single person that they bump into did not see them as they approached, and there is this aura about the space around them that forces the world to largely ignore their presence. This is not obfuscate. Johnny? And they are headed to you. There's some people coming? Uh, skull masks. People don't seem to notice them, but it's not like when they don't notice Neil. Any thoughts? She kind of motions for with her head for Johnny to come over and- Britta moves out of the way to trade places. Johnny uh, walks up next to the two of you, takes a look out. Uh, you'd have to make the same two rolls. Johnny just glances out at the crowd and goes, you know, there's a lot of da- there's a lot of danger out there. If something's coming here, they can find me. Well, it looks like that's what they're trying to do. Johnny goes and takes a seat facing the entrance to, uh, to the VIP and keeps smoking his morally. Hey, Neil. Uh, yeah. You do me a favor. D- of course. Remember about a month or so back, you, uh, you did something to help keep me a little bit cooler than I usually am. You, you want me to, dude? I'm gonna need. Yeah, to, that was. I need to keep my wits about me. If uh, you can, uh, if you can help, just t- take the edge off. I think it's gonna be in everyone's interest tonight. I, I guess Neil looks totally surprised that Johnny's asking him to do that, or seems at all comfortable with that idea. But nods quickly, like a couple sharp nods, and then goes and sort of. Johnny's sitting in a chair, right, right now. Yeah, he goes and sort of like crouches down so that he's kind of eye to eye with Johnny. And just starts talking slowly and smoothly. It's like, so all, all you really have to do is just remember that you are you and you're in control. And don't worry about everything that's coming. Don't worry about the potential chaos of tonight. Just one foot in front of you and just don't get mad, okay? Just, just don't get mad. So Lex, with those words, I'm going to use the passion to try and keep Johnny calm. Go ahead. Two successes, you will be under its effect for the next hour. That's kind of all we need, right? They don't know. <laughs> but at least in the next hour. <laughs> so, yeah, Neil's voice starts to get inside Johnny, and your emotions are deadened. Johnny kind of 
reaches out and gives Neil a light kind of like punch on the shoulder. Thanks, man. Ow, did it not work? Oh, it worked beautifully. I oh. feel centered. Uh, good. Okay, good. Great. Wynn kind of takes a position parallel with the entrance of the curtain. That way people walking in won't see she's immediately there. But she's not attempting to hide. Britta sort of counters, taking a position that looks like she's kind of adjusting her heel, but in reality she's keeping an eye out towards the crowd and where the mortals are, in case there's an effect. Kneels up against the wall, like he usually is. I'm just hanging out, waiting to see what happens next. For those of you who are keeping track of these mass figures, they get to the point where they have arrived to the pathway to the VIP section, and there's like these uh, these small metal structures that are kind of meant to kind of guide people around and make sure that they're not, you know, trying to slip into the VIP area, and they kind of hop them one at a time, and when the fourth one hops and they land, you hear the sound of spurs. And from there, they enter the VIP section and whatever it was that had concealed their presence moments ago fades. And there are four individuals dressed in tack gear, armed, but not overly so there's no like assault rifles or anything like that but they each clearly have uh like a sidearm that they're carrying with them and the gear they're wearing has some variation to it but on all, all in all you kind of get the vibe that they are some sort of unit together one of them not the one with spurs takes a step forward pulls the mask off his mouth to speak and addresses the group of you. He turns to Johnny. Johnny is seated, uh, seated in a large chair, legs spread apart and kind of just lounging in it like Conan in the throne of Aquilonia. <laughs> As they actually approach him to talk, he'll actually stand up and, and actually come down walking towards them so that they're not addressing him on a throne, but actually speaking person to person. He says to you, my name is Envoy, and I represent the interests of the Black Hand. And he would pulls a glove off of his right hand and reveals a black crescent moon tattoo that curves around the line of his palm. Johnny glances at the black moon tattooed to his hand and then glances over at the individual wearing spurs. He uh, offers a hand to Envoy while maintaining eye contact on the, on the one wearing spurs. If you come in peace and you're here to party and talk, you're all welcome. He shakes your hand. We are here to speak. We have arrived in peace. We believe in peace. But we are here to parley regarding war. Okay. I'm all ears. We have been sent here to discuss terms of peace once the Bruja are gathered for Rave. Are you going to introduce me to the rest of your, uh, your party here? Aside from one, my companions have not arrived with names. But he gestures to the man in spurs who steps forward and as he removes his mask, 
the obfuscate neck and seals his identity drops and you clearly recognize your sire I think you know who I am I remember you I don't think I'll ever forget you welcome to the rave curious to be here I see your coterie still intact he kind of looks at each of you one at a time this lingering leer that passes from one to the next. Britta tries not to brush her glove too much against her skirt, but mm. there's that little moment like she's just remembering that she's wearing it. Neil tries to merge with the wallpaper behind him unsuccessfully. Wynn just meets the gaze with equal amounts of whatever he's giving off. It's like, I don't know what this is, but you're looking at me, so I'm looking at you, and we're looking at I, each other. I acknowledge that you're trying to assert some sort of dominance, but no, I'm also dominant. I'll stand ready where I am and give him a little smirk. <laughs> I'm sorry that yours isn't your pack, whatever you want to call it. He gives a shrug and says kind of casually, I think they'll be proud of what happens next. So I'm not really too worried about them being gone. Well, what's going to happen next? I'm curious. I guess what happens next is we wait for the rest of your guests to arrive. And then you decide when it's time for us to get down to business. How you been like in New Haven so far, Delgado? Well, it's kind of a shithole. I'm not going to miss it. Will you? Hmm. Have you been exploring the uh, everything the city has to offer? Some, there's some great sights you might have missed. I mean, you guys most have been hanging out at Dunkin' Donuts. Is that what you call it? Well, uh, that's, that's where we find you most of the time. I don't know if that's a brag you should be making. What, that you hang out at Dunkin' Donuts? That that's the only time you ever find us. Uh, no, I was just curious if you've seen any of the... Uh, the weird things that uh, have been coming up from New York. I mean, besides yourselves. Who are you trying to get at? Why circle it? Do you know a uh, Do you know a street that's over on uh, the South End, Ogden Street? There's uh, a bit of a pause that happens between the group, and it's hard to make out these semi-quick glances, subtle gesture. A meeting of the eyes and in unison there's a single nod so you are aware of 123 Ogden Street that house that stands alone filled with that thing piece of something that's been spreading out from New York piece of what Johnny a piece of an antediluvian Johnny, is his eyes are boring in to see if that gets any kind of reaction out of them. Give me a perception plus empathy check. Difficulty? Six. You are making a contested roll. Would Sur Sabat Survivor give me any edge here? I will call it defy for you. <laughs> <laughs> Two successes. With two successes, you don't really get a read aside from this 
kind of instinctual contempt for the word. Not that like, oh, how dare you say it? No, 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 no. It is the look someone gives before spitting on the ground like someone cursed. But then he looks at Miles. Interluvian, huh? Apparently. Are you not sure? I haven't met it personally. That's not true. We cut down a huge piece of it. John, it seems like your Camarilla friends aren't really backing your play here. You want to regroup? No, they're just not as, uh, devil-may-care with tossing around stupid words. We also trust Johnny to make his own decisions. That thing had spread to the, uh, Chantry here in New Haven. What do you think the Joseans are going to prioritize? I'm not talking about Joseans. I'm talking about this thing. Well, you're in a room with a prince who is the head of the Joseans' child. Stop deflecting about the conversation. Do not tell me what to say and not say. I don't give a shit what rave you're ahead of. I will step on your fucking neck and kill everything you care about, including your daughter. One second. Do not fucking interrupt me. Johnny takes a step towards him. Your bitch prince is the child of a Joseon, the fucking leader of them. Do you think your boy sire is going to do what's right for your town? Or do you think he's going to shut you the fuck up for saying that word? Britta puts a hand on Johnny's bicep. Just a gentle touch to say, hey, metaphorically take a breath. He glances back at her and kind of gives her a quick smile and nod. Envoy kind of is like giving this look as though he is checking on Gabriel in the very same way. We can circle back to the politics involved with this. But what I'm curious about is what the fuck are you planning to do about this thing? Anything that's done to address it happens once the city is secured if you'd like to get that done by all means step aside isn't new york secure i thought that's firmly in your grip new york is secure because that's where this thing's coming from so these little pieces are just parts of that greater hole that's in your fucking backyard that's a bit of an oversimplification how so Well, in the Book of Nod, how many interdiluvians were born and raised New Yorkers? None. So maybe there's a little more at play than you think. And maybe you're right. Something needs to be done wholesale, business handled. But that business gets handled when the Camarilla steps aside, goes back to Europe, and plays tea party over there where shit doesn't matter. Have your politics, have your elders, have all of your games over in the countries that aren't fucking war zones. It's funny because I'm the one trying to talk to you about a serious issue here, and you're the one that told me not to talk when you had politics you had to mention. Bringing up bullshit like the Joseans and all that, make, warning me about politics. You gotta stop you're the one that's worried about politics. They're not apart from each other. You think I want to be here putting down some young blood kindred? You think that's a good use of my fucking time? You're absolutely right, Johnny. There are more important things to do. But until these things, he kind of gestures to the camera of the Bruja, are done, my time is being wasted. If I'm being honest, 
I think you love being bossed around to pick on other people. Who doesn't want to be a bully sometimes? He kind of like gives a shrug. We don't whine and complain about our system. We're not Camarilla. Yeah, you double talk like the best of them, though. That's all canines. Mm-hmm. So what game exactly is the Black Hand playing here? For now, a polite request to go away, cede the territory. You know the math is against you. You know that a good chunk of this domain will betray your coterie the moment they can. It's a powder keg. Us being a looming threat is enough to ensure the eventuality. We don't even really have to attack. It's just quicker and more fun that way. See? Tagata, you just got to it. You are having fun here, aren't you? I already told you, Johnny. It's a lot more fun in the Sabbat, but I think you know that. Mm. Well, I'm glad you're living up to your potential, old man. You too, Seneschal. So, you've got Envoy here. It's a clever name. Who are your other two friends? They got fun aliases as well? Not tonight. You want to introduce us? Nope. Someone interjects. Kind of heads over. And they kind of slip out from behind this group of black hand agents. And when they do, you realize you hadn't really noticed them through this conversation until they make a point of revealing themselves. And with a shotgun in hand, Weathers gives you a nod. Your dead beast giving you a hard time? Uh, he's just telling me all the fun things he's been up to since we last caught up. It's kind of a... It's almost like a roll of the eyes. And after a moment of considering, he lowers his weapon. Togato, uh, have you ever had a chance to meet uh, Weathers here? There's a look between the two. And Delgado says, we know each other. Envoy speaks up. As much as it is interesting to see this interaction, I think we should spend a little time mingling and avoid keeping the host away from his party. He says to Delgado. Delgado gives him a look like he might overrule him, but decides not to. He gives a nod. Looks at you, looks at Weathers. It's not really sure which of you he kind of gives a dirtier look to. Johnny Johnny gives this shit-eating grin and kind of steps forward and, and gives like a friendly pat on Envoy's shoulder. Maybe a little bit too hard, but definitely a, a, a intended to look like a friendly gesture. Well, look at that. This whole rave could have gone tits up if it wasn't for the political brilliance of the Black Hand here. Th thanks for th uh, for making that suggestion, Envoy. You guys go uh, have a fun time. He kind of like pulls him close and kind of like grips his shoulders and like gives him a good shake. He seems to hug you and you can feel him smile. There's a light pat and he turns and gives his fellows a nod and they start heading off. Question. Did Envoy's voice sound familiar at all? No. Okay. Uh, it sounds like a pretty generic person. Mm. Hmm. Once they're fully out of line of sight, 
Britta, from where she was standing and Johnny had walked forwards, kind of comes up now behind him and says, Hang on. And she wants to kind of look at his jacket. She would have seen a smile on Envoy's face and she's just feeling paranoid about that hug. Like, like if, I guess it's too modern a thought of whether a tracker would be placed, but she's having that kind of what did he do feeling. Okay. I suppose it makes sense to try out Spirit's Touch. I want to investigate what has happened with this object that seems like a natural time that that would, like, manifest. So if I'm rolling for Spirit's Touch with strong emotions, again, I think the first question I have to ask is, is this detail-oriented? So the spec will... I'm going to say yes. The spec will apply? Uh, You reduce the difficulty by your auspects rating to a minimum of three. Okay, so difficulty three then. How many successes did you get? Ten successes? With ten successes, you gain access to a wealth of information. The first thing you know is that the last person to touch the jacket doesn't matter. The most powerful emotion is that of Envoy. And Envoy gives an emotion of secret glee of joy, a desire for ultra-violence, and long-term intentions for the man wearing the jacket. Like, like a new obsession. And underneath all of this is an unspeakable, earth-shattering rage. I need you to make a frenzy check at difficulty nine. I'm going to spend a willpower. And if you succeed... You'll get the rest of the information. (laughs) If you fail, you'll be too busy. Self-control, right? Yes. Good thing I spent a willpower. One success. With one success, you manage to not give in to her rage. And your spirit's touch warns you that Johnny was just in the embrace of Dark Selena. You feel Britta come up and say, hang on, and there's a light touch, again, this time to the back of your shoulder, and she seems like she intends on being investigative, but something in her focuses that you haven't quite seen before, it reminds you of when she is otherwise using her aspects to delve deeper into what she can see and what she can perceive, but there's something more emotional, more connective than before, and... As she delves deeper into that feeling, there's a tension at first in her fingertips, then a trembling, and Britta just barely manages to pull back in what might have been an explosion of rage. And as she processes that, her eyes go very, very wide, and she takes her hand away from your jacket and holds it very tight to herself and double checks whether or not they were really out of line of, uh, line of sight, even though she'd checked that before. And once she's feeling more certain, how loud is the music? Does it provide any buffer like at the club? It's actually almost to the point. Uh-huh. It is. It, it works exactly as you would hope it would for the sake of preventing eavesdropping. This is the VIP section. There is currently no one else that is not an ally of the Coterie. That is correct. This is a, now that Envoy has left, Mm -hmm. 
This is a perfectly safe zone. Okay. Despite that, Britta still grabs Johnny's arm, and this is likely to fail due to Johnny, but is looking to try to drag him to a corner of the VIP to tell him a hurried and immediate secret. Johnny remains where he's standing. What the hell are you doing? Johnny, that wasn't... That's not... I I know Envoy... I know Envoy sounds like a fake name, but... It is a fake name. I, I understand. It's a fake name, but that... That was... Yeah, it's a fake name. And it's a, a, a fake persona. The fact that they were all kind of moving in sync. I, th- I thought it was the, the people... Brito, okay. what are you trying to get to? That was Sark Selena. Johnny goes very stiff as you mention that name again. And his eyes immediately cast over towards Neil. Neil's eyes are wide, not in shock, but in, like, proximity. Dark Selena is dead. No. She is not back. John, Johnny, Johnny, that was her, and she she took a really strong interest in you. Polonia was waiting on her, so was the Vikos. That she- Johnny's eyebrow kind of lifts a little bit in his head cocks. She took an interest in me. Neil also looks at Britta at that. She, um, like, like she, I could feel what she was planning maybe for New Haven or for the area or for the violence that she wants to do here or... That kind of thing, the rage and all that, but uh, undercurrent, that was... Yeah, she... she. Johnny stares at Britta. Shit, you actually saw that. Like, you saw, saw that. I don't know, I haven't I haven't done that before. I just, it. I felt it through Holy your jacket. Shit. But Dark she... Selena took a shine to me. He kind of, like, smiles a little bit. Johnny, no. No, that's fucking crazy. Yup, that's how it's described. I don't think that's a good thing, and it's I'm gonna not. turn off. I know I'm, I'm gonna turn on my cell phone. But like, this is the dangerous side effect of that. By the way, is not reacting with the intensity that maybe you should react to news like this. Uh, it's just you know, it's kind of weird when someone tells you the the Grim Reaper just shook your hand, and that they kind of liked you. Well, she Makes liked you feel that, a little bit invincible. She liked Look that. It, let's you go were, dance. Oh, okay. All right, like hold on. Now. Hold the phone. So, what do we do with this information other than? take it as a compliment or panic about it. Find Roman and tell him that his sire's here before the f- he fucking gets here and things go really crazy. Uh, also, the knowledge that we have that she's back doesn't leave this room. I feel like somebody as old and powerful and taking pains to hide her identity as Dark Selena is not going to be cool with us walking around being like, hey, do you guys know Dark Selena's here? No, jo- she's Johnny not looks be over cool at Weathers. It. He's gone. Oh, <laughs> okay. I'm going to turn the cell phone on. Britta hasn't turned on the cell phone since. You look around and realize at some point in this conversation, Weathers left. And you take out your phone. There is a missed message. And that's it. Britta doesn't seem to know whether to listen to that right now or not. Does it show a time? Uh, It does not. Okay. Your phone was off. Britta turns the volume lower and plays it. For reference, I'm putting heightened senses up. <laughs> I'm entitled to this information, too. <laughs> did, did you do this for any of the weird people that just came up, by the way? <laughs> Listen to them? Yeah. <laughs> just wanted to make sure. <laughs> I can't bust Dark Selena shit, man, but like... <laughs> there's a there's a, there's a, uh, a balcony and a roof if you want a better spot where you can actually hear that above the music. Um, if I go and I hear that above the music, other people might, too. Yeah, you should listen to it right here and now. Maybe some of us could step out of the room and give her some privacy, No, though. I... It's... It's you guys. I'm just gonna... 
Can you not, guys, just not be weird about it? I guarantee they cannot. I don't know what you're talking about being weird about. You'll know. All right, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go out and mingle. Okay. Um, I'll Don't catch be too you far behind. Dance later, okay? Is there anyone else that we're telling that you guys could tell instead of looking at me like that? Johnny is already walking out of the VIP down mm-hmm. to the uh, to the dance area. Mm-hmm. Miles, he probably shouldn't be alone, huh? Are you asking me to go or volunteering to go? I was just making a comment. I'm gonna go. This is getting weird. Okay. Neil doesn't make any movements to leave. Britta, do you want me to go? I, it's oh, you're not gonna hurt my feelings if the answer is yes, and if you did, they grow back. I have fortitude. I still don't think that's how that works, but um, this is Johnny is the priority right now. Okay, I just opens it, and starts playing it. You're a woman's voice, mm. and she says, "Call your cell phone number when you get this." And she hangs up. Okay, that's fine. Who is that? I mean, I <laughs> presume that's Maria. Who is Maria? The Pendragon School. Oh. Do you want this to be a question and answer session, Britta? I am just trying to... Guys, is this like a text or a call situation? The lady said call, you should call. Great, cool. And she she calls. It goes to voicemail. <laughs> I am leaving this voicemail. Britta's just gonna leave this voicemail. <laughs> Did Revenge. it sound like Maria's... <laughs> I'm not picking up your opinion. <laughs> Did it sound like Maria's voice? Yes, the okay. person that had called you was Maria. Hey, it's Britta, and it's an emergency. I, I just... Prince Pendragon should know that that Dark Selena is alive, and she's at the right. What did we just talk about? Neil- Wynn claps her hand over Neil's mouth and motions for Britta to hurry up. We just... That's all if you could please pass on that message by... And she hangs up. Mm-hmm. Wynn uncovers his mouth. I thought we talked about not telling anyone. That's you talked about that. We yeah. we all agreed that he should know. But I thought you meant no one else outside the room after we all made the agreement and said it. I said nobody should. We shouldn't talk about it directly after. <laughs> because she's like a. Should he know that he's walking into a room with someone who might try to kill him or not? Probably. Then here we go. That's where but we we're should at. talk. To, I don't know. I just I thought I got I thought we weren't telling anyone and like a phone call. Well, you thought wrong. Because then Maria would know. Neil, you can you freak out Maria. over here. I'm gonna go and do the whole thing that we're here to do. That I didn't even want to be here, and oh, I'm just gonna go and do that. And Britta like takes her phone and she kind of clips it onto the top of her boot so that it's out the way. And she goes off to join the dance floor. As soon as as she walks out the room, Neil looks at Wynn's like, is she, I feel like she's mad at me. Wynn kind of looks for the words for a minute. To say the situation with Pendragon was tense would be an understatement. Her I'm last, aware I saw it. Her, no, you didn't see all of it. What didn't I see? I'm not telling you that's for her to know. When that's for I her to it? share. When and where didn't I see it, though? When Probably when you were flipping your beanie in New York City. She made a phone call. It didn't go the way she planned, like, by a mile. And if she wants to talk about it with you, you can... You are a free man to bring it up with her and see what she says. Maybe I'll do that. That's up to you, man. But know that it is something she is struggling with emotionally. It is not information that she wants to share. What does not matter? It does. No. Yep. When... (laughs) All information is relevant to us. 
to keep us safe. You never know what details are important. I see where you're coming from. I'm not going to let a little slip up of me hesitating and not paying attention hurt us again. So I'm going to go talk to Britta, maybe. Looks at Neil very heavily. She is here doing the job for the Coterie and the Domain that she is here for. If you distract her from that because you somehow think you are entitled to all the details of her life, then what do you think she's going to be more mad about? Spoiler alert, that. She can be mad and alive, just like the rest of you. Okay? I'm going to go, because we're supposed to be mingling. You're supposed to do that, too. I was going to, and I had to stay here to babysit you because you somehow... Just go. Why are you interrupting me? Because we've got stuff to do. We do have stuff to do. And one of your things to do is gather information not about Britta. Because we can do that later. Because if you do your job right here, you will be able to talk to her later. If I do my job right... I know. I, I agree. I agree. That's why Wynn, Wynn I gives him another stern look. Do what I need to do. Okay? Somebody's going to watch out for everybody. It's funny that you think none of us do. I, th- I think everybody does. In our own ways. And I think I'm going to... I don't think this conversation is going the way I want it to go. So I'm going to. You would be correct. I'm going to yes. go over onto the balcony. And I'm going to go just look around. Good plan. And I'm going to. Yep. And he does not move at first, like just waiting for her to move first and not really sure what he's supposed to do. 100% breaks first and then goes and walks over onto the balcony. Wynn follows him out, closes the curtain. And heads to the dance floor. She's kind of got an eye peeled for Weathers, but looking for groups that seem fun. You go in search of Weathers and actually find him talking to Jane and a couple of the other Bruja. And he is passing them these shells, like the shells of like a shotgun. Mm. And you recognize them. They are the same type of shells that Johnny had used quite some time ago to unleash fire instead of pellets when firing a shotgun. And it seems like, for whatever reason, he has decided that he wants his crew loaded up with dragon's breath rounds for the rave meeting. (laughs) (laughs) These are not the shots I was anticipating doing tonight, but count me in. He looks over his shoulder at you and he's like, Nope, you're a guest. Your job is to look pretty, dance, and have fun. Well, I can do a couple of those. He holds his hand out, and he's like, show me. She takes his hand and brings him to the dance floor. Wynne does not dance well, but she dances with commitment. (laughs) (laughs) Her basic moves seem to be just kind of moving. She doesn't really have a choreography in her mind. She's just kind of like letting the music decide which parts of her body are moving. Almost like she's trying to be back at Woodstock had circumstances ended differently. Weathers is a talented dancer, but he doesn't really show off. He's not like trying to like impress a crowd or anything like that. He's just a very, very close, confident dancer and is very good about making you just kind of feel very comfortable. And while you're dancing, he asks you how Sheriff She kind of moves in closer, nominally under the guise of having him show her how to be a better dancer. Mm -hmm. It's 
I think if we weren't staring down this particular barrel, I think it would be a good place for me. But I think I'm suffering from the same problem as you. What's that? We care too much. Hmm. And the people who don't care have us over a barrel. I think that's the problem with Sheriff. If I'm going to be honest with you. You have to care enough, but not too much. Well, I don't think there's a balance. You're either a good sheriff and you burn out because of how shady the situation always seems to be, or you're a bad sheriff and not a damn thing gets done. Which one you want to be? He kind of gives a shrug and dances with you. I want to be me. I want to find... I want to find a way to keep everyone safe. I think that's you picking which one. Yeah, probably. Hmm. How do you get your hips to move like that? Stop thinking about him. I've been told you should try to write your name with your ass, but I've never found that works. Who the hell told you that? <laughs> I don't know. It was probably someone at a thing. What kind of thing? A, th- a gangrel thing. Like one do of these, but for gangrel. people dance at these gangrel things? We do a lot of shit at these things. Yeah, we just do whatever dance, we want. <laughs> <laughs> well, obviously, because yours is a lot better. Don't write your name with your hips. Okay. Whose name should I write with my hips? No one's name. You should write my name. <laughs> Get away from my girl. <laughs> stab, 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 stab. Whether it's you whore. <laughs> I Whether, kill you, you fuck. Whether it's you ignorant slut. So how do you know Delgado? Delgado and I have the same sire. Who's that? I probably shouldn't say. He kind of gives you like a smile and twirls you. I can respect that. Are you the older brother or the younger brother? Or Which twins? one do you think? You got big older brother vibes, man. I appreciate that. <laughs> I never had either one. You sure? Never had it. I don't know. My sire's dead. Can't ask him. So what's your relationship like with your coterie? Who's your big brother and who's your little brother? Well, I'm mommy, so none of them are my brothers. Yeah, I bet. I don't know. Miles and Johnny kind of probably take my brother roles. We trade off who's older, who's younger. Britta and Neil are the babies that I feel like I need to take care of. What is that? Well, every time I look away, Neil is somewhere he shouldn't be, possibly dying. I need to get a holster for him, honestly. Saw a collar on him. Yeah, I'm very curious whose decision that was. His or someone else's. Jane was his date, right? Yeah, he kind of like points off to her and she's like, she had, she was bragging something about that. <laughs> Honestly, it probably makes him feel a little better. <laughs> it's, a- it's good for him to know someone wants him around. He always knows that we want him around and that we miss him when he's gone, but he's still very quick to run away. His sire? I think... He has a similar relationship to his sire that I had with mine. And he's fucking batshit. No offense. I think he knows. He... What flavor of batshit did he show you? Nervous. He kind of like answers with one word and gives a nod. Like, (laughs) in one word, nervous. Neil is the only one of them who knows my shit. Shit that I can't say. I think everybody has this thing they've carried with them from before the embrace, after. 
Everyone has this thing they can't say. So, I get it. Yeah. It's, uh... It's driven a lot of who I am. And it was decidedly a bad thing, but I don't think that the path it put me on turned me into a bad person. That's what I hope, anyway. If you don't mind my asking, there's a rumor going around. Oh. It's about Miles. Mm. The story has it that his grace, uh, committed a pretty heavy sin. And? Is it true? Why are you asking me and not him? Because Miles will say what's best for Miles. No offense, he's a venture. But I know that if I look you in the eye, you're not going to bullshit me. He looks you in the eye. She looks back at him. What I will say, what Miles does or doesn't do, is not my story to tell. I think that's answer enough. Probably. There's another twirl. <laughs> it doesn't really, like, break his interest in dancing with him. He's not offended by your preference. Why, um, where have you been? Who have you been running with? All the good bruja in the city are somewhere else now. I have been spending my time figuring myself out. I think I did the camera on the thing for a long time. I think I lost a lot in the process. And I hit this point where there wasn't really anything left that was me. So that's what I'm trying to figure out. I think authenticity is probably one of the most important things we've got. Mm. Who we are beyond the beast. It's true. And you lose it. Bit by bit, trying to look out for others. But eventually, you kind of realize that you don't really have anything left to help them with. You're depleted. Can't serve from an empty bowl. That's right. So, you're trying to look out for Amaya, figure out what these anarchs are all about. i to be honest, I still don't really get it. I think it's, oddly enough, it's human nature to want to put people into neat little piles, but real, honestly, nobody can be so easily defined. Yeah. I, uh, I asked her to explain, why do you want no rules? And what she said to me was, I do want rules. Of course, I gave her a fucking look for that. <laughs> yeah, the name would indicate otherwise, ma'am. Yeah. But she said that her movement, at least in her eyes, isn't about the elimination of rules. It's about acknowledging that the rules as are don't work. She isn't so much focused on tearing the system down, but figuring out what to build when it's done. In some ways, that makes sense to me. You know, kindred have existed a lot longer than the Camarilla. Mm -hmm. People look at the Camarilla like it's some final evolution, the big solution to the problem that is the risk of being revealed. But there was a before the Camarilla, there will be an after. Ideally. 
But how does that happen? What form does that take? I mean, talking to one of two clans with change as an innate part of their beast. I don't think you change but from without. Oh, I think a good chunk of your clan went to go make something else. I think a good chunk of my clan probably had the right idea but poor execution, but I don't know what better choice they had. Hmm. I think that the right answer doesn't lie behind lying to people or making certain verbiages taboo or we don't talk about that not in polite company yeah he says looking you in the eye yup <laughs>, <laughs>, laughs he laughs but there's also not sharing other people's shit I mean that's what everything is isn't it kind of would it bother you if this terrible thing maybe Miles did maybe he didn't were true or false well I see it like this. All we really are are the things we believe in. Because the truth, everything outside of that, isn't great. What we do, how we work, how this happens, it's all bad. The only thing we really have is our ideas. And if we don't have that, what am I fighting for? After that, it's just violence. For the sake of violence? Right. You can lose in the name of winning. And I don't want to do that. I'm right with you. You smoke. What? Pulls out a pair of cigars. Yep. Let's go for a walk. Wind goes for a walk with Weathers. Path of Night is a Vampire the Masquerade podcast set in the world of darkness. Britta Ashcroft, the Toreador, was played by Rebecca Segelfess. Johnny Saxon, the Bruja, was played by Garrett Gabby. Miles Davenport, the Venture, was played by Tim Davis. Neil Foster, the Malkavian, was played by Rob Meerhead. Wynn Cabot, the Gangrel, was played by Erica Webb. Your storyteller was Lex Lopez. Recording by Rebecca Segelfess. This episode edited by Rob Meerhead. The music used in this episode was composed for Path of Night by Brian Metolius. Find him online at brianmetolius.com. Path of Night uses the 20th anniversary edition of Vampire the Masquerade with a few limited house rules. Vampire the Masquerade and the World of Darkness are owned by Paradox Interactive. Make sure to subscribe to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We can be found on YouTube at youtube.com slash at Path of Night. You can help support the show on coffee.com slash Path of Night. Find us on twitter.com slash Path of Night Pod, on facebook.com slash Path of Night Podcasts, or email us at Path of Night Podcasts at gmail.com. See you next time, Kindred. So. How about that? <laughs> and she likes Stable me. got real quiet. Yes, she does. <laughs> Catch Johnny outside. How about that? <laughs> Your sire was trying to get you to stop being a tough guy talking about antediluvians because Dark Selena was in the room and he doesn't want her taking you away. <laughs> 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 Bro, chill. <laughs> he, was, he was repeating, like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Unfortunately, not a good tact. No, no he's like Johnny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>